0: there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never listened to the podcast before, my name is BT Calloway. I have seen the entire show already, but joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, and he is watching the show for the first time, but in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Not too bad, man. This is our Season 2
0: finale. I know. We just watched Season 7, Episode 1, Dragonstone. And, you know, I think this deserves a bit of celebration. And uh, for that, we've got the limited edition Johnny Walker White Walker scotch. We've I've uh, been keeping it for a special occasion. Just like this, we're going to do our review of it live. I Ooh. mean, in the sense that we're not going to re-record it. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. happening
1: as it is. And we're going to fake a cheers now, so...
0: Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) And down the hatch.
1: you know what, it's not as bad as I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was joking before that because this came out uh, right before Season 8, and you know, it was really sought after, and I couldn't get any anywhere, and then after Season 8 aired, I found it really easy to find. I assume, much like Season 8, it was going to be highly anticipated and then grossly disappointing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not bad, it's not great, it tastes like Johnny Walker, basically. Maybe somewhere between red and black.
1: Yeah, well, look, I mean, just from Johnny Walker alone, because even the best Johnny Walker, to me, still tastes like Johnny Walker. Yeah. And as far as that, like, was this at a premium price as well, or? Uh,
0: I think it was heavily discounted after season 8 ended.
1: <laughs> Much like season 8, now available <laughs> on Blu-ray.
0: It's <laughs> like, please, please buy it.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, you can get it in the buy one get eight free at JB Hi-Fi. At the I moment.
0: did, literally, because I just got uh, season 5 and 6 uh, ready for us, and they were... 30, dollars each or buy two for 40. oh wow <laughs> so yeah um so yeah white Walker scotch it's if you like Johnny Walker you'll like it if you don't you won't
1: yeah um I, I gotta say like I was expecting to just cringe at the first sip and just immediately want to mix it in with uh the uh, the Pepsi Max that we are also sponsored by today <laughs> um but no I think that is actually a scotch I could enjoy straight
0: it is weird that I would gladly take a sponsorship from Pepsi Max above Johnny Walker <laughs> if I had a choice, Pepsi mm. Max.
1: Yeah, their are commercials a little bit h- more hard to shoot, though, because they're so extreme with all the mountain biking and the water sports. and I, I mean, <laughs> I meant like kayaking and stuff.
0: I know what you meant. <laughs> I know. Man. Yeah, I'm not an extreme person. Mm. But I'm an extreme podcaster. Whoa. All right, so, to begin things off, what just happened?
1: Oh, well, this episode... <clears throat>
0: Yeah, this one's a bit of a snoozer, unlike the other ones we've had, where it's been a bunch of talking, bunch of talking, big violent ending. This had all the violence up front, and then a lot of of pieces moving after that.
1: But it wasn't even that big of a scene. No. Like... Uh, like I mean it's not that you know an episode of television needs to have a big fucking fucking moment or a big violent moment, but Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like we talk we've seen episodes where it's just like, yeah, it feels like they're just spinning the wheels or they're treading water or all these things. This is like watching someone slowly get the gears moving on a big bit of machinery, and they haven't even done a full revolution of the winch or wench or whatever you call it. Yeah. <gasps> this it- was a
0: yeah, I mean, just to clarify for everyone out there, this is the one where Dan Brady arrives at Dragonstone. It's the one where Euron Greyjoy first arrives in King's Landing. Uh, and it's it's got the, uh, the montage of Sam picking up people's poop. Best part of the episode. It was. We'll get to that. But the main thing is this was the death of all the uh, clan Frey at the hands of Arya Stark mm. with a big poisoning scene. And i got to say, I like the scene, okay. I think it was well, you know, put together. But these kind of moments where you try to poison multiple people—they always seem funny to me because there's always one guy who's like, oh, "I'm not really thirsty, thanks." Yeah, <laughs> or like, oh no, I've had way too much already. If I have another drink, I'm gonna barf. We're just gonna just someone else have mine.
1: <laughs> you know, my wife sat me down last week and you know took a really good hard look of my life and you know, decided that my drinking is a problem. So while I appreciate the gesture of this fine wine,
0: <laughs> I-, I shan't be partaking. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's there's
1: just- always one.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is a big room full of people, so you're telling me not one of them is a teetotaler? Not one of them is like, oh, no, I'm going to wait till the next course before I drink this wine? No, it's it's weird.
1: weird. Or just one's, no, I'm just going to sip and enjoy it, you know? Yeah,
0: and even for, like, the show, if there'd been a couple who, like, didn't drink it and they were just watching everyone die around them and Arya had to, like, do the face pull-off thing and run up and shank them or something, that'd be dramatic.
1: That'd actually be pretty amazing. Yeah. I I want that scene.
0: For the person who's like, (laughs) goes to take a sip but then doesn't and then is like, oh, shit. Shit, and then is just terrified and doesn't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, well, because it was pretty obvious how, uh, yeah, Arya was hovering the glass at the time. and Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, someone, surely someone, like, I, I guess the clan Freya just a bunch of drunks.
0: Yeah, drunk idiots. <laughs> and now they're all dead.
1: Yeah. And I got to say, Maisie Williams, fucking amazing acting there. You could really believe that she was actually that old person. She just got that accent perfect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the makeup effects as well. It's just, (laughs) my gosh, hours in a chair with her.
1: Yeah. Ah, just like the way she lowered her voice and got that old (laughs) man thing going, fucking perfect.
0: And even changed her height. (laughs) That's commitment. (laughs) Nicely done, Maisie. Yeah, this is the first time you've seen the her bag of faces come into use. Mm. Uh, again, we're not—it's inti- never entirely sure how it works. It's got a very kind of Mission Impossible removal of the face thing. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, again, even just her, in her actual acting, pretty good. That kind of vengeful glee that she's got going on, just watching everyone cark it. The good line of, you know, if you leave one wolf alive, the sheep are never safe. Sorry, I have to do salad fingers. If you <laughs> wait, leave one wolf alive, the sheep are never safe. <laughs> that was not the right accent, Ben, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, good scene for Aya, but... Yeah. Yeah, much like this episode, I th- I feel like it was just such diminishing returns. Every I, scene was worse than the last.
0: I also have a problem with that this was before the introduction sequence, which is just really an off-putting thing. It's putting way too much focus on it. Like, and i going to do this one other time that I can remember, Yeah, uh, which we'll get to eventually. But it's just, it it's drawing so much on it that you know something is up before you have any reason to suspect mm. something's up.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, winter has come. I guess it's time for a cold open. Oh! Uh,
0: ding, 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 ding. You win <laughs> something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, so what's next on the thing? I'm going to have a bit more scotch.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's not bad scotch. Um, next is MVP. What is your most valuable part of this episode? Sam
1: and the Poop. Sam and the Poop. Sam and the Poop.
0: Yep, let's cut to it. It's uh, Sam and the Citadel and just the, the montage of books. (laughs) Bedpans, serving food, books, bedpans, serving food, books, bedpans, serving.
1: Slops and plops and books. I really wish there was a book word that rhymed with ops.
0: (laughs) Um, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Poop and soup and (laughs) books. (laughs) Sure, why not? I I do like how they paralleled, yeah, the soup with the bedpans. That was disgusting. So nicely done.
1: Yeah, well, especially when you're trying to sell the monotony of his day-in, day-out routine, that, yeah, the bowls and the bedpans are starting to blur into it. Each other a bit, yeah,
0: and it's just chore, 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 chore,
1: yeah. Um, so this and the last episode, I think I'm finally coming around on old Sam Wise. Yeah. Like, I think I've been pretty down on him in the past, and like, what the fuck is he doing in this show? He clearly doesn't belong, and yep. I stand by that point. He still doesn't, oh,
0: he's still he from another series, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know, I think that's why I like this scene. You know, it was a diversion from Games of Thrones and back into the sub series Grey Worms Anatomy, and yep. yeah, I really enjoyed the direction of this scene and i also really enjoyed his performance and hmm. um and even in that autopsy scene like i kind of enjoyed that conversation although dr um boring speech was going on a bit too much
0: he was just uh although he has a good parallel because this is meant to be the whole white walkers represent um climate change kind of thing uh, and right. he's all like a lot of people are always like oh no the end is near how will we survive and then it's kind of downplaying the, the massive threat and he, but he, from his perspective that point makes sense as in yeah. they're the keeper of records and they just survive and they keep going no matter what happens yeah it was a you know a lot of back and forth and a lot of boring but I think there was a good collision between you know the old uh, bookworm type educator and Sam's you know young attempts to try and get out there and make a difference yeah and so, yeah it's good stuff
1: the young ambitious uh, rapscallion who's um, you know trying his best to stay within the rules but has to defy them to
0: yeah he steals books
1: yeah mm. <laughs> So I got to ask as well: like, the chains in the library, are they attached to the books or are they just
0: think they secure them in there and so you can't take them out or you can't take them away unless you gonna unlock them yeah they got a whole thing with chains the maesters because I know like when they graduate I guess they wear like a chain and each link represents a different kind of uh, field of study or something
1: right it was uh, the day before uh, patches on your scout sash pretty much <laughs> a lot
0: heavier back in those days but you know life was tough
1: yeah well if they didn't want them to steal the books they should you know do the thing they do at the library like with the newspapers and giant plank of wood just a
0: dewey decimal system uh <laughs> um, uh, man, my mvp i'm tempted to say uh, the line of what was it father said everything before the word but is horseshit." it's it's pretty good i have gone out of my way to avoid the word but uh in in some conversations ever since oh, just wow. because i think it's i think it's a fair point
1: <laughs> who was the one that delivered that
0: uh, that was john snow oh that, yeah that's my john snow <laughs> <laughs> everything is horseshit.
1: yeah yeah that's a um, good voice you've got in your
0: am i gonna have a career after this show I'm losing it. I, ca- I can't maintain it. That's the problem.
1: I don't think he can either. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Like that's one of been one of my biggest surprises of the of uh, this watch through is that I don't think Kit Harrington's as consistent like as everybody says he's good as he is. Mm. I know that sentence like any consistency, but hey, I'm <laughs> half a short of scotch in.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not a professional actor. You're a podcast goddammit. <laughs> You're A man with opinions and a microphone, uh, man. I'm going to say my MVP is kind of tough, but I think that big. Um, uh like when they're all sitting that you know, like kind of meeting with uh, all the the king of the north Jon Snow and Sansa and all the lords and yeah. the ladies of the north and there's you know a bit of Sansa saying you know we should give these castles to f- loyal families not the ones who betrayed us and Jon's like no you can't blame the kids for their father's decisions and it's, I think it's a fair point because they both have valid arguments yeah and uh and then that right at the end where he's like can the two Car Starks whatever the other house was step forward, and they're just kids, and it's like these are the people you were trying to murder. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good bit, and I think it works really well. It uh, shows the dynamic of you know Sansa, and even in the the following scene where they're having an argument, Sansa's definitely much more grown into a character and uh, has a lot of good points. It isn't just reactionary or just yeah. you know resting on her laurels now that she's home and safe ish.
1: Yeah. But the kids as well. See, Daenerys, take note. This is how you ask people to bend the knee. <laughs> you don't just outright ask them to bend the bend knee.
0: Bend the knee.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta sweet talk it a bit, and you gotta you know show that you are committed kin, not just like I'm Daenerys, Bend the knee right now. I've got dragons. Bend the fucking knee. At uh, uh, knees and bending, please. <laughs> fucking denarius
0: anyway although uh, again like from last episode I'm suggesting that bend the knee is just a metaphor for like get funky <laughs> so she's just tired of asking people to dance and no one takes her up on it's like just someone bend the knee
1: <laughs> it was their safety dance yeah <laughs> bend the knee bend the knee <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: everybody look at your sleeves <laughs> <laughs> sure bend the knee if you want to <laughs> you can leave your friends behind don't get me started on the safety <laughs> dance <laughs>
1: Because if you don't bend your life, I will, and and you'll not be a friend of mine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Man, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. This is my episode with the shortest amount of notes on it. Because uh, we've done MVP. There's. Can no... I
1: do a least valuable player? Oh yeah, go for it. Ed fucking Sheeran. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there going, oh, this is when this cameo happens. Like, I wonder how long till Elliot notices.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, because it came flooding back because like. I mean, even though I never watched Game of Thrones before doing this podcast, like, of course I'd absorb little bits of it via social media because everyone was fucking into it. So, like, I know Joffrey's a cunt. I know Winter's coming. And yeah. I don't have a lot of context for these moments. But, yeah, the moment that Ed Sheeran hit the screen, all these memories of people complaining came flooding back.
0: <laughs> all right. I mean, It is defense. I think it's not like a big moment and it's fine. Um, I'm gonna say the whole scene on the second watch, I felt really kind of a letdown. Like, there's a hint of tension because you know these are Lannister st- soldiers; they're you know in opposition to Arya under her tasks, and she kind of eyes their swords and then sees that they're you know off to the side, and these guys are technically unarmed, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, and I just kind of wish there was a bit more tension build up in that. You know, there's because. A- All they're talking about is, oh, we're just regular old people and we just want to have a good life and go home to our families. And I wanted that balanced out with a bit of bastardry, like a little bit, you know, your average soldier bastardry. Like, you know.
1: Because yeah, soldiers, yeah, do talk about taking human life with a certain, you know, emotional distance. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, that's just kind of their deal. But it's just it's they're a little too innocent and the whole scene is a little too sweet, and it's like what what was the point of this scene, I yeah. guess? What are we walking away from with a new sense of? Do we, you know, because if they'd been all nice and sweet and Arya had killed them anyway, it's like she's kind of maybe detached from, uh, who, she's very far detached from who she was and maybe from the right thing to do and is just so blinded by revenge, she'll kill anyone. Yeah. Or if they were kind of bastards, but killing them was too difficult... Uh, then there would have been, you know, she's smart enough to make that decision or, you know, something. But yeah,
1: Or a functional thing of, you know, killing the enemy and taking their loot, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So she's
1: got some more rabbit.
0: But ultimately, if you cut this scene, you lose nothing. Yeah. So not even in terms of all the other scenes, which is a lot of standing and talking, but at least their plans being drawn and and plot pieces moving around the board. Yeah. And this is just a bit, and that's it. (laughs) Do you, like,
1: so... Obviously, this is Ed Sheeran's first time in the show. Are mm-hmm. Any of these like repeat um, soldiers or anything? Do you recognize any of them from the past?
0: No.
1: Yeah. So that that's it again. Like you don't have any reoccurring characters in this scene that Ed Sheeran just happens to be in. Yeah. And that's why it sort of feels so shoehorned to me, and especially because his function, because he doesn't really partake in the conversation after doing his stupid little fucking song and going, "Huh, that's a new one." <laughs> like that's uh, a
0: song <laughs>
1: again. Like it's probably not his fault, but it's definitely. It's definitely his agent's fault, and it's definitely Game of Thrones' fault. No, This is when they're off book as well, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, George R. R. Martin did not write this scene into his <laughs> books.
0: No, no. <laughs> Yeah, it serves without function, and it makes me wonder: was the entire scene written just to shove, you know, the cameo in there? Well, I think it was. Yeah, because they've had cameos before. And that's the weird thing. And cameos by musicians before. So that we've mentioned before, Mastodon, a part of the uh, zombie horde. Yeah. Uh the drummer from Coldplay is at the red wedding. Oh wow! Um, you know, it's just little bits and pieces like that. And sure, fine. They're kind of they're there if you notice it. Kind of things. This was a stop and look at our cameo.
1: And it was like, yeah, stop and look. And then he's an extra in this scene that, yeah, doesn't really do anything. And like, musicians are great cameos for this world because, yeah, they're all ugly bastards. Mm-hmm. Definitely Ed Sheeran looks like he belongs in this world. Yeah, But the whole function of him singing a song, like, uh,
0: fuck off. Yeah, they got him there to sing. And honestly, not as good as Podrick. Podrick <laughs> is a much better singer.
1: Well, that's what I was getting excited for. I started writing the note. Oh, are we going to have another Pipes of Podrick segment? Nope.
0: Nope. That's why that scene is so great, because it's the only time ever in the entire show that suddenly, wait a second, Podrick is awesome.
1: Yeah, he's the one that, uh, he's having a duel with uh, Tilda.
0: Brianna, sorry, yeah, Tilda Swanson.
1: Yep, (laughs) Brianna of Tarth. Yep. Yay, I'm slowly learning the names, but I'm sticking to the nicknames, because I like them. They're
0: much more fun. And then Tormund Giantsbane walks in, he's like, Hey, old woman. Mm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I kind of uh, seeing his like little crush um, in these last few episodes has made me like a little sad that they didn't sort of pursue it a bit more later in the series. But mm. you know, I- I'm glad she, um, you know, lost hers to Jamie Lannister.
0: Yeah, for the brief bit of happiness that had afforded her.
1: Yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't think Tormund would have been as a kind of a lover.
0: <laughs> definitely not.
1: <laughs> definitely not a <as> showered. <laughs>
0: That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just after a man who looks like he showers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So speaking of little crushes, we have little finger kind of hopping around Sansa being like, oh, why aren't you happy, Sansa? Mm. Oh, you're safe, but are you happy? Why aren't you happy? Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to have the last word. I'm assuming it was something clever. Ah, <laughs> that was wonderful.
0: Ah, uh, she's getting good at the backhand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: backhand to the little finger.
0: Oh, bam. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he didn't really do anything else. Just watch stuff and be like, ooh, I've got a little finger about that
1: yeah like i mean i think again it's not i think i don't think it was any of the fault of the actors in this episode i think it was the episode that was Mm. and the writing that was letting them down because i think the performances were you know pretty fine it was just the writing was so boring
0: yeah yeah um but yeah so that does it for what happened mvp and uh what's the opposite of mvp lvp lvp yep yep sure (laughs) no nudity once again
1: yes there was there was there was dead cock
0: Oh, I forgot. I must have been making a note then.
1: Yep. In the autopsy, you see a little bit of a dead cock.
0: A little bit of a dead cock. Well, there you go. De-
1: and two dead balls.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you'd hope that. <laughs> that was my only other note on violence, other than the mass poisoning and vomiting of blood and such, was just the autopsy scene. Yeah. Which I couldn't help but notice. That's definitely uh, Foley of a wet chamois. <laughs> <laughs> uh, learning Foley has ruined a little bit of uh, entertainment for me, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah. No, and I think the autopsy as well provided a good uh, setting for them to have their little conversation as well. Just sort of, yeah, well, not carelessly. What is it? Just unfazed by yeah. weighing the organs and all that.
0: Yeah, and showed the nice line between uh, you know master and student. Of you know, he leaves like be a good lad clean all this up yeah yeah it's like you mean all the corpses and <laughs> organs you had me pull out of the corpse yeah <laughs> all right shit where's a mop <laughs> <laughs> don't think there was anything in terms of memes here or cock talk so man I think we just got to go through our notes and uh I've got very few on this one
1: yeah I had some good lines and stuff um
0: uh, I will say this is also the episode where uh Mira Reed and Brandon Stark make it back to the wall um that's it though they come back home and that's the end Mm. So, but I found out what that girl's name was, Mira Reed.
1: There we go. Um, yep. a lo- I had a little laugh to myself in that moment. It's like, how can you prove that's Brandon Stark? Because I'm a detached, dead-eyed wanker that's <laughs> telling you something about yourself that you uh, thought you only you knew. All right, let him in.
0: <laughs> yeah, which was kind of more intimate than that. It's like, well, sometimes you like to wear women's shoes. <laughs> Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) You once ate a dirt sandwich to see how it would taste. You didn't mind it.
1: (laughs) And I can list all the people that are in your spank bank. (laughs) First of all. No, he's in. He's in. Let let him in. in. (laughs) God,
0: he's creepy. I'm the three-eyed raven. Yes, whatever.
1: (laughs) Get out of my head. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, what other notes are... Oh, now that winter has come, could winter at least throw us a towel? Where? Waiting for that one to land.
0: <laughs> now
1: that <we're> oh, to- <laughs> there right, we go. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I wasn't think- thinking filthily.
1: <laughs> then you're not looking hard enough. It's
0: true. <laughs> uh, once again, we get a appearance from Bear Island Girl who rocks.
1: Oh yeah, the littlest badass continues yeah. to be the biggest badass.
0: Yeah. This guy's all like, uh, "Cause John's all, we need to have the girl. We, sorry, we need to have the girls fighting as well." And mm. some guy's like, "Oh, you expect me to give my grand niece a spear?" And Bear Island girl's like, uh, "I'm a girl, bitch. You think I'm not gonna fight, huh? Yeah. Want to want, want to go? We'll go." <laughs>
1: He's like, "Okay, I suppose I'm woke now."
0: <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, stay woke." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, she kicks ass, and yeah. I do find it funny these moments where they like, Hey, we solve sexism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's well put together and he's got that moment of, I don't wanna like insult another lord slash lady. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I'll we'll just drop this. Yeah. I will say there's a little bit when we first go to the Citadel before the disgusting montage where they pan down. There's this kind of chandelier thing with all these lenses and orbs on it that's acting as their lighting system. Like yeah. the sun comes down and reflects through these orbs and kind of, it's like, that is dope. I don't know if that exists somewhere or they made that up or that's yeah. really cool. That'd and be then,
1: yeah, really interesting to find out how much of this they pulled from history to...
0: Yeah, I mean, that was an impressive design chandelier, and they spent so little on it, I can't assume they built it for the show, so maybe that's a thing somewhere. Yeah. And there's other places as well, you could see like uh, lenses and mirrors kind of up to reflect light. And like, that is really thinking about your world, nicely done.
1: It's interesting that it's in the Citadel full of all the smart people, whereas, yeah, most places are full, lit with candles and yeah. not much else. That's interesting, yeah. yeah.
0: Again, excellent attention to detail.
1: Um, We get the scene as well with... Um, uh fucking uh lame janitor and uh seesaw lannister (laughs) (laughs) and he walks in clearly sees a map on the ground being painted and he says what is this and And it's like like, (laughs) duh jamie
0: oh oh my god do you know nothing about art (laughs) (laughs) it's clearly a map of the you know known world
1: yeah uh and I even like because it took him a long time to walk in. I bet I was like, I bet he says, "What is this?" I bet he says, "What is-. And he fucking did. And I'm, just, yeah, it's the Mona Lisa, dipshit.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there used to be something else there, and that's why he's like, uh, maybe slightly outraged that she's maybe painted over something. But I don't think so. I think he painted over the original hardwood floors. I mean, they were. Ah, this has <laughs> devalued the entire castle.
1: This is heritage listed, you know. Oh we are in so much
0: trouble. Yeah, I mean, could be. I. I I'm trying to remember. I don't think there was... Maybe there was the Lannister emblem there. I don't think there was, though.
1: And it was currently being painted as well. And, like, they're just casually walking around on it.
0: Yeah, it's like, dude, wet. Come and, on.
1: And was that wine just conveniently placed as well? I mean,
0: wine <laughs> just follows Cersei around. <laughs>
1: Fucking A. Like, she always seems to have wine to punctuate any of her goddamn points.
0: Mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> she likes a drink. Mm-hmm. So i also say, Dan Brady, when she arrives at Dragonstone... Uh, I know that Stannis Baratheon left this alone, uh, uh, empty, but why does no one, why is no one squatting there? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, nice palace. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's stony Throne.
0: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look terribly comfortable. You think fishermen would be like, this place is abandoned. Sick. I'm going to like, I don't know, put my collection of nets here. Maybe hang out, get like a man cave going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they got that little map with all the little ships and stuff. That'll be a fun game we can make out of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm just—I really wish that you know, because they do this big grand bit where of her returning to her, you know, home, uh, her birthplace. Yeah. Just begin claiming her birthright, yada, yada yada. But there's a bit where you know the two guards are waiting to open the throne. Like, and there's this kind of sense of, "Are, are you ready? We're going to open the gates to your throne room. You're going to be, oh my god, <laughs> you are going to love it." <laughs> uh, and then there's cracking open. I just want some one guy sitting there just eating noodles, being like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> hi." Oh, what are you doing? Uh, my name is Doug. I thought this was abandoned. I i mean, I could leave. Uh, yeah. I do have to get some stuff, but uh, it's I mean, I could stay.
1: Uh, know, I, I am Doug of Noodles. Uh, and, oh, shit, you're the dragon god. Okay. You I'm out. have
0: a lot of guards, don't you? Well, <laughs> I'm just going to finish my noodles. <laughs>
1: All right. Come on, kiddies. <laughs> We've been usurped.
0: Yep, come on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, would have been her first conquest. Yeah, conquest Dug of noodles.
1: Um, uh, uh, that was like at the point where I'm like, okay, just ep- end episode, fucking end, because yeah, it was like five minutes of just Daenerys touching various things. They land on the beach and she touches the sand. They get in the thing and she touches the throne, and then she touches the fucking toy map and shit. Oh my yeah. fucking god!
0: Yeah, someone recut this with like just this, someone going touch, <laughs> touch, milady, stop touching everything.
1: Touch. <laughs> or like in uh, Scrubs with Michael J. Fox, who has to bink everything yeah. before he starts. his bink 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 bink, 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 I will say when they first landed as well, they're like it was swaggering in, like, uh, yeah, like f- the group from Entourage. So I wrote Queen of Drag Entourage.
0: Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was very much. A, and here's where we're going to be standing and talking a whole bunch, mm-hmm. which they do. But that's behind us now.
1: Yay! <laughs> season two end. Their season seven end.
0: Oh, yeah, the last bit is with the Hound and all the Lord of Light dudes who rock up to a farmhouse where he has some history. Mm. There's, uh, you know, uh, there's some good lines. I mean, I think the Hound always, the Hound slash Callous Face always has some good lines. Uh, But there's a good bit. Sardine Klingon. Yeah, where um, someone's like, "Why are you always in such a foul mood?" And he just goes, "Experience."
1: Oh, that's what that mood. Uh, that sorry, that was what my note was. I, I run it too close together. I think that should have been a meme. Yeah, because that is a total mood. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think the 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 mood meme didn't come up. It hadn't come up quite yet. Yeah. So yeah, but no, I concur.
1: Um, I gotta say this was. One of the better scenes of it. I still think it dragged on a bit too long, and it mm-hmm. just seemed like him and Eyepatch were in a baritone gravel voice <laughs> battle for a
0: while there. Pretty much.
1: Ugh, I don't like you. Well, why is that? Uh, because you're a bastard. Yeah. Or well, man.
0: whoever said you had to like me? I'm, I'm here for the Lord of Lords. This is my Lord.
1: Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and oh and. One of my theories for going into this podcast was because, again, one of the things I learned from Osmosis is that everybody in Game of Thrones dies. Mm-hmm. So it sort of occurred to me that when I started, if I'm watching the show in reverse order, yep. if I meet a character at a start at the episode and it's the first time I've ever seen them, mm-hmm. there's a good chance they're going to die. Yep. I am so disappointed Man Bun didn't die. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, again, a good line from The Hound is like, you know what, I don't trust bold men who try to hide it. Get rid of that stupid man. <laughs> yep. Ah.
1: So, yeah, just for uh, starting Klingface. Uh, um, starting Klingon. He was really carrying that scene. And I actually didn't mind the whole sort of staring at the fire seeing the you know, impending doom and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And, and the good choice of like not actually showing what he sees, just yeah. showing a fire. Which, probably a cost-cutting measure, but I think effective. I think it would
0: have just looked goofy if we'd seen the image along with him. It wouldn't have, I don't think it would have worked. So, yeah. yeah, glad they didn't. Um, and then there's a bit of back and forth where it's like, why you, why does the Lord of Light keep bringing you back? Oh, how's that fair? Ah. And then yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know. And We like we find out later. We know exactly why, because we've seen that episode. He holds a door for Arya. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the last you see of him. That's when he finally dies. Oh, when it, all the zombies are bursting down the hallway and he holds the door closed that she can run past. Mm. Yep.
1: Well done, bud. <laughs> that's why he
0: was brought back to life like six times. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they also reveal that uh, Kalisbod, a.k.a. Captain Friendzone, a.k.a. Joram Amon, is oh, yeah. in the Citadel.
1: Oh, that's right, as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, probably one, Yeah, one of my favourite parts of the last episode we watched as well.
0: For sure. And uh, my last note is that dagger of Arya's is in the uh, book that Sam is looking at. And I'm not entirely sure why. I feel like there's a whole story I've missed there.
1: Oh, the, the the curvy one. Yeah. Isn't that already made out of
0: Dragonstone? It already is, but it's in the book that he's reading.
1: Uh, Which belonged to Littlefinger that gave to Brandon and Brandon gave to Arya. Yep. Mm. Storied it, history with that dagger. Yeah, no, I,
0: I I want to piece this together a bit more. I'm curious. Mm. So well done, Sirius, for still getting me curious.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, but yeah, that puts me out of my notes. So, uh, whatever. How about you?
1: I'm go- I'm done. <laughs> All right. This episode, um, like I, I think it was actually the worst of season seven. To be quite honest, uh, it's like at least uh, some of the more boring ones at least had a big scene or something that mm-hmm. I could get a lot out of. This was just, I don't know. Maybe if I had the context of season six and mm-hmm. whatever happened in that um, season finale to sort of make these scenes a bit more exciting. But uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't think so. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Fair. Hey, you, you take away from what you take away from it. Yeah. All right. But our final question, how did we get here?
1: Oh, uh, you are cordially invited to a lovely dinner. It'll be the second feast that I'll be putting <laughs> on and everyone's really excited and they're getting ready for the party and there's lots of fashion montages. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Devastating. So they're all just pumped about Waldorf Ray's second feast. Yeah. <laughs> just an entire episode build up on that. I'm for it.
1: Yeah. To the tune of like a orchestral version of Walking on Sunshine.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well,
1: what's the other good fashion <laughs> montage song?
0: Dress for Success.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's go with Wanna that one. Get
0: dressed for success. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, here's to season two, eh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cycling
0: Keys. <laughs> Pepsi Max.
1: Sprayed a little bit on the wall That's well, impressive
0: <laughs> very Nice Yeah I'm not even mad It was depressed <laughs> Alright until then That's been Elliot J O'Neill Goodbye And I've been BT Calloway And for now Our watch has ended
1: Season 7 y'all See you next season For season 3
0: Yeah when it isn't when, No 3 what Oh season 3 of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Season 6, six This uh, When it won't be Winter
1: Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, before we end, that is the last conversa- uh, g- g- thing that I had. It's um, a mm-hmm. discussion point. Does this show, like, take place over the span of less than a year?
0: Uh, no. So there's this thing where, um, that, because they keep referring to, like, the long night and the long winter, they have inconsistent uh, summer and winter patterns. Right. So it's not four seasons a year. It might be 20 years of spring, summer, autumn, but never a full-on winter. Oh. And then there's sometimes where you get 10 years of winter.
1: There we go. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's why winter was coming was a big deal. It's just like, oh, winter is coming. It's like, oh, cool, it's June.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, now this is, um, uh, there's some interesting people who have uh, made, like, weather charts based on how their planets might work and how they their distance from the sun might vary and that would give them these long, and, long summers and long winters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is that thing. So yeah, it's been like, I don't know, it's been a long time. Um, I think ah, I'm trying to like yeah, some like 20 30 years since there's been a full-on absolute winter. All
1: right well, um you know, tying in perfectly with our summer as well you <laughs> know look forward to some better weather in the following seasons.
0: And only better if you like sweating <laughs> Nope. <laughs>
1: All right, now our watch has ended) <laughs>